Hey, this is Mike Goldberg, the voice of Bellator MMA. Join us right now for MMA Fancast. You are listening to MMA Fancast. Here are your hosts, Jim Mooney and Luke Payson. Welcome to the show. Today I have Chris Hustleton, a 1-0 undefeated amateur fighter who is just under two weeks away from his second trip to an MMA cage, which will be for 247 Fighting Championships, March 14th at the Princecape Arena. Chris, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thanks so much for jumping on the show here. Um, you had your debut fight that went very well. You had a round one guillotine finish in July. Kind of walk us through that fight and how did it all go and all those things. Oh, uh, that fight was, uh, that was a long time in the making. I, uh, I had to cut down from 300 pounds to get down to the 205 weight limit. And, uh, we started that journey like six months out from that fight. Like we weren't planning on that exact fight, but that's how it panned out. And, uh, that the training for that was just, uh, I put myself through a lot. Like I was, I was training at the math factory and, uh, I was just kind of getting into jujitsu. And even before that I had started kickboxing with, uh, my coach, in Butler, uh, Will Holly at Battleground MMA. And uh, we always talked about fighting, but we wanted to get to the right weight class. So it just took some time to get the diet right and get the training regimen. And once I felt I was at a level to compete, uh, we decided to go for the fight, and it worked out great for me. Well, congratulations. That's incredible, not only on your debut fight win, which is wonderful. I mean, a stoppage win in the first round is about as good as it can get. But also... The fact that this is a journey of health um, and fitness for you, which is wonderful. How's it been now that you're down there? Have you been able to maintain around the weight you need to be, or has that been an issue since July? No, it hasn't really been an issue at all. I got the weight off, and I've kept most of it off. I still walk around around about 215 right now, but uh, cutting weight, it's not going to be an issue. Okay, absolutely. Well, it's nice to see that you're able to maintain that because training at 215 is probably a lot easier and better and more stamina and cardio um, than when you first started training at 300 pounds. Your body feels a lot different at that weight. What is your uh, sport or athletic background prior to getting into MMA? Okay, so I played uh, football all the way from junior high to high school. And I even got to play at the college level at Geneva College in Beaver Falls. I played there for a year, and then going into my sophomore year, I got hurt, so I had to withdraw from the school. And then I got into uh, powerlifting real uh, competitively. I competed at IPA States, and I want to say it was in 2016, maybe. And uh, I broke all the IPA uh, junior 20 to 23-year-old uh, 308 weight class records. And I squatted 700, benched 425, no, 430, and deadlifted 620. So I accomplished all that, and then I just got tired of uh, kind of being so big and not being able to move, and I always wanted to pursue MMA, and that's when I ran into my coach, Will, at, uh, and Butler, and then he led me to Isaac at the Math Factory, and that Math Factory's been my home ever since. Well, congratulations on setting those records. Um, that's pretty impressive. It also goes to, I've watched the history TV show, Strongest Man in History. Have you checked that out? Uh, no, I have not. 
but they're all they're all powerlifters. Well, I guess you should say more world's strongest men. The powerlifters. Oh, yeah, yeah. One of the things that they bring up on that show is that they're all on CPAP machines to sleep at night because they're so big and so heavy that their lungs can't breathe at yeah. night like they actually would suffocate. So I think obviously it's impressive. Those are great numbers. It's impressive, but it's also you listen to your body and just couldn't maintain what you need to do. Um, what drives you to be the athlete that you are? Obviously, high school, college football, then immediately in the powerlifting at a very high level, and now MMA. What drives you to to compete at the level that you've done? I, I just I, I'm just a real competitive person. I, I love I love to compete no matter what it is. Uh, yeah, I just I just love it. It's it's just a, I don't know it's just something I've always loved. Just the just the wanting to compete. Sure, it, it is a, a great process to be. What's been the learning process or the thing you've liked the most about transitioning from um, a football powerlifting uh, background into MMA when you started in Butler, or now that you're at the Mat Factory? I'm sorry, what was that? <laughs> What what have you liked the most about the transition, and what's that transition been uh, like just, uh, from football and powerlifting to MMA? Uh, just like just the athletic, like just the the change of pace, like like and you're constantly able to keep learning. Like that's the one thing I love about transitioning from like like powerlifting. You're constantly lifting. Like you you might not see a strength increase. Like you might not be able to test that out for months, but you go to jujitsu, you're learning something new every day, and that's just like that's just refreshing. Like even box, like when I do boxing. I do boxing with Chris Williams at the academy, and it's just I'm always picking up something new every time I'm doing a training session. It's just I, that's what I love about it the most. Well, that actually makes a ton of sense. One of the advantages of MMA and disadvantages, depending on how you view it, but you obviously view it as advantage is you're you could be a 25 and 0 pro. There's always something around MMA because MMA as a sport is changing, whereas powerlifting is always something that you can aim for for progress, but you're still doing the same six or seven lifts, whatever it is. And in MMA, styles change, methods change. Sometimes the actual technique used change. We've seen waves of different popularity as far as different skills and techniques. So that's a great attitude to have, and it's also what you need as your amateur. So when you look back on your fight in July, what did you see from that fight that you liked? Obviously, it was just first round. What did you see from that fight that you wanted to improve? Uh, what I liked about that fight was just, like, I, I had confidence going into it. Uh, like, my coach had me hyped up. Like, Isaac had me hyped up in the back. And I just walked out. I just, I just felt so, so free in there. It just it felt great. Um, the things I could work on was just uh, kind of, like, keeping, keeping calm in the moment a little more. I would have liked to display my striking a little more in that fight. I, I, I just, it was, you know, first, first time jitters. Uh, but that's, that's something I, I think I'm, I'm just going to try to remain a little more calm in this uh, fight coming up. Well, it's always great to know something upon which you can improve from the last fight. Staying calm allows you to see and react better. Plus, as you said, you really like the striking. You've been coming a long way in striking. So MMA, I say this to everyone listening. If you like MMA, if you're not quite sure about MMA, watch amateur MMA because it's fighters developing. Sometimes at the pro level, at the high level, people watch UFC or Bellator, and things look just so 
maybe uh, polished or simple. And one of the things that I'm amazed is that it takes a lot of work to make it look that good. And I think amateur shows people progress. You can come to an amateur fight. And I know you know Edwin Vera from the Matt Factory. You guys trained together. And Edwin's had both of his fights. Both of his fights for 247. And I've seen his debut. I've seen his second fight. Now I'm going to watch his third. And we were talking about, on the podcast we just did, we talked about the progress he has felt. I think that part of being a fan, part of being somebody that likes him, is come out to 247 March 14th. Because not only will you see good high-level pros that are ready to go to the next level as far as one of the big organizations, you're also going to see people who are literally every two or three months when they fight, they've learned a whole new skill to their arsenal. I think that's very exciting. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and so who are some of your main, we mentioned Edwin, but who are some of your main training or sparring partners, people you're on the mat with as far as rolling or boxing or kickboxing? Okay, so yeah, um, I do my uh, boxing with uh, Coach Chris Williams at the Academy, and I also do it with uh, Rich Cantalina at the Math Factory on Mondays. And those two together have just made huge progress in my stand-up. Uh, I also work with uh, Dom Mazzotta and Will Holly for my kickboxing, so my kicks have been coming up pretty pretty far. Uh, training partners, are, like I'd say Chris Dempsey's been a huge help to me, especially like uh, just with my grappling game. I mean, he's a monster. And uh, I've been I've just my fight team with uh, Quincy, Julian, uh, Foddy, Edwin, uh, Justin Pippins, Cole Masick. All those guys have been a huge help to me and uh, solid training partners. And I can't thank them enough for getting me prepared for this fight. Well, it's always great to be able to thank teammates. It's also a big part of MMA. The stuff that you don't see, people tend to watch a fighter get into a cage by themselves and think, oh, this is an individual sport. Well, it's not in training. You know, you can't train yourself individually. You mentioned the fact that the Matt Factory has four fighters on this March 14th card, Fadi, Justin, Edwin, and you. So um, that's, a huge, that, that's a huge thing for a gym to put out four fighters at the same time on the same card. Shows really that the Matt Factory, as is the Academy and Stout and all the other local Pittsburgh gyms, are really doing it the right way. Uh, what's it like? Give us a little bit more about you rolling with Chris. Obviously, you're a very strong guy, Chris Dempsey. Not only was he a UFC fighter, but I've seen him compete at the professional grappling level um, for Stout, which he did in, uh, last summer and won. And so what's it like to learn from him? And is there anything that you particularly have, like a story-wise, from rolling with him maybe early or even now that you want to share? Oh, just, uh, Chris has been a, just a big help for me, uh, learning from him, especially him being like a former heavyweight and a bigger guy. He, he does things a little differently. And, uh, just, I remember the first time I rolled with him, uh, he just, he put me in a, a guillotine and it just, oh man, he's got like the tightest squeeze. I swear, like the tightest headlock. No one, no one breaks out of that. <laughs> But he, yeah, he's been a huge help for me, absolutely. And same with all the my other training partners. Every one of them has just been a huge key help for me. Isaac, Isaac's uh, really he's been a big hand in my uh, my game too. For mentally, he, he he's somebody that just like he he pulls like he pulls greatness out of you. He like he just he well, he expects more from you, and he he finds a way to bring it out of you. He's just been a huge help for me, and I can't thank him enough. That's definitely a great part of being a coach, somebody that can make you better than you are and expect growth and progress. 
it's also wonderful in MMA. I know some people still have a mindset when it comes to MMA that it's some type of barbaric fighting. But one of the things that MMA really shows is you got to have the desire to be humble and learn and, and be willing to uh, be taught. Because in MMA, I don't care if GSP were to walk in, he'd be the first. He's my all-time favorite UFC fighter. But if GSP were to walk into a gym, I have seen enough of his videos and interviews to know that he'd also, even though all he'd accomplish, he'd also point out how important it is to learn and he'd be willing to learn from people that could teach him something. And I think that's part of the sport that gets overlooked by people that think I was just, guys, yeah, you are going in there to beat somebody else up, but you didn't get there without being humble and a great team and willing to learn and willing to be um, intelligent about how you fight. What, what was one of the things about the mental part of fighting particularly MMA where it's not just punching or not just um, kickboxing and not just BJJ, but it has so much. What part of the mental process of MMA surprised you, either good or bad? What, what, was, what was that transition mentally to doing MMA? Well, um, I'd say my first, like, my first example of it was uh, just not uh, – it, it was kind of like – uh, I would like from being a football player and, and you know, just I would explode into everything. Like just like every time I'd throw, like we'd, someone would hold a miss from me, I'd throw as hard as I could or one more roll in jujitsu. Like I would just try to explode out everything. And, and, and some of that's just like, you got to sit back and take a breath and, and relax and, 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 and you, and use more of a mental strategy toward like about it instead of just trying to, like, cause I, I, I was powerless and I was felt like I was super strong and I could bust through anything. And it's not like that. <laughs> it's not, not only because of your energy and your body's need to recover, but I was just talking to somebody uh, recently about how the most exhausting punch is the punch that you miss. And so oh, how many times, yeah. How many times when you were still trying to be that power lifter punching, did you realize that, you have to be able to gauge your punches, otherwise you're going to exhaust yourself on a missed punch. Oh, absolutely! Like you, you definitely you hit the nail on the head. You gas yourself when you miss. Like you throw everything into it, throws you off balance. It's it's just yep. it's just something you got to learn. <laughs> well, it is something that's nice about being in a cage. Is there are times we've seen this particularly at the bigger guys, the heavyweights, the late heavyweights, that probably the only time it actually does work to be a little bit more power um, is either to pick your shots or if somebody's up against the cage where you don't have to worry about them getting away as much. We've seen a lot of heavyweights and lightweights get knocked out along the cage because the, the, the power punching can go up because they can't escape. One, one more question about BJJ. What has been your favorite submission to learn to do? Ooh. I mean that's a that's a tough one. Honestly, I I mean I like triangle chokes, triangles and arm bars, just because they go hand in hand. Have probably been my two uh, favorite to learn, just because like once you get like if you lock up a triangle, you can hit an arm bar from it, or yeah. if you're transitioning from an arm bar, you can uh, turn it into a triangle. That's probably been my favorite. <laughs> Absolutely, and I believe it was. Hope you're getting this right. Yeah, I am right. Yes, my brain's working. Um, body. <laughs> and you see him on a regular basis, but Fatty was saying that he's hit so many triangles that he's a way, right? He's man. a triangle monster. And he's hit so many he's triangles. Like, I, I, Fadi, I call him Fadi T-City in the gym. That man has the best oh, triangle. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That man, he's he, got an insane triangle. He's got a great And he was triangle. saying that he purposely hit in his last fight, and he's a pro, he purposely hit, um, it was still from the triangle position, but he hit an arm bar 
from the triangle position because in his mind when he was doing it, he's like, ah, I want something different than a triangle. So that's, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of cool where, you know, you can become so good. We, we've also seen it at any, anything that, you know, part of MMA that's so beautiful is the ability for somebody to impose what works for them and that's part that's a big part of it i'm looking forward to seeing you fight can't wait to see what are calmer more focused more relaxed jitters out of the way you can bring more of your experience to it so hopefully you your three uh teammates and a whole bunch of people can come out to support chris hustleton at 247 fighting championships march 14th at princecape arena get your tickets now chris thanks so much for coming on the show Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.